It is good to be here. If we, we're going to talk as much as you want to, if you have questions or comments. Otherwise, we'll be in Mark 11, so you can prepare for that either way. Now, I don't want anybody to be to feel intimidated that their fears are going to be poo-pooed or uh, that their worries or whatever. I, I don't want you to feel that way. And if I make you feel that way, then I've, I've failed in my job. And I, I've failed before, so I know how to fail. Uh, I'm skilled in that endeavor. I want to make sure you're at peace. And it's hard to un... It's hard to defuse every bomb the media has thrown into our life and our peer pressure has thrown into our life. Uh, I'll give you an example, though. When you remember when Major Hassan uh, murdered a lot of our soldiers in Texas several years ago, an army psychiatrist, I, uh, I said something very stupid and then was corrected by my son and his people. Uh, my son, Marine, at that time was serving, and uh, uh, several of his friends were serving. And I said, Should, are we to a point where we shouldn't let Muslims be in the military? And that was a very stupid thing, and they let me know that very quickly, and began running down the list in the Marine Corps of how many Muslims were there that saved their lives, interpreted for them, guided for them, helped them. And by the time they were done, I felt about this tall. But I learned something, and I needed to learn it. So I'm aware that sometimes we have to learn things, and it can be uncomfortable. Do you have any questions at all about what the plans are, what we're doing? By the way, this week, uh, several of us are going to go to a mosque with them and eat a meal with them. And they've invited the women as well. And I asked them, I said, are you going to segregate us? And they went, no, no, absolutely not. And I said, all right. And the idea is they want us, they want their people to see that they eat with us. And that means a lot in that culture. All right, if you don't have questions, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to email them if you have them, but you don't like this forum. Because, yes, sir. Well, uh, visitors are welcomed home. So, John, yes, you do. Go right for it. All right, it's an excellent question. The culture of modern Muslim nations versus those of modern Christian nations seems to be at such odds. How do we bridge that gap? Let me backtrack a little bit. If I had been born in Pakistan, I would be a good Muslim because that's what I would have been taught. If anybody thinks I would have been a good Christian, I'm going to have to ask you how in the world would that have happened? Now, do I believe that there's no difference between Muslims and Christians? I hope you don't ever think that. No, I believe that Christianity is doctrinally correct. Yes, but I don't think I would have known it. I would have believed it was proper for a woman to cover. I would have believed it was proper to pray on the Friday night. I would have, I would have, I would have, gone, I would have believed that Jesus did not die on the cross. 
because that's also part of their teaching. Jesus is in the Quran, but it's a, it's a, it's a different story. Um, we have to, first of all, understand that we are creatures of our culture, that we see everything through our culture. Not only do we see it through our culture, we go blind because of our culture. Now, let me do a little neuroscience for you as well. I know so little about so much, but the brain bucket I can work with, everything inside the brain bucket. This is actually a hot area of study right now, watching this chemical process take place. Uh, it has been done with Democrats and Republicans, uh, especially last year, several universities studied it. You're wired up, let's just say wired up, we don't need to go through all the processes here, um, and you are presented with an, a, an opposing viewpoint. And we have seen that certain chemicals are released in a certain part of the brain that shuts down understanding. It is rather like me in the backyard seeing a snake. I'm aware intellectually that most snakes are harmless and in fact helpful for the environment. That is not the first thought I have. My first thought I have is it's a black mamba, it's a spitting cobra, uh, somebody has dropped a boa constrictor, it's only this long but maybe it's in disguise. Uh, I, I react. If you're a political conservative and somebody sits across from you and just says, you need to know I'm a progressive liberal, you need to know that immediately chemicals are being released in your brain to keep you from hearing. And the reverse is true as well. If you're a liberal and somebody comes up to you wearing a Make America Great Again hat, you immediately shut down certain parts of your brain so that you will not be convinced, will not hear, and that you will see them in a certain way. How do we bridge any of this? My response to this will seem to be impractical. Christianity has something which no other religious system has. The Jews don't have it. The Muslims don't have it. The, uh, the, no pagan religion has it, however you define pagan religions, including those of many gods, such as Hindu or Shinto or Taoist. None of them have it. We have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can do caricatological transformation that no amount of effort and step one, step two can do. There are many exhibits in this room. I am known among you as somebody who loves and teaches love, and it, it, it really touches my heart that that's what people think of me. You need to understand that that's not who I was. I was hateful, divisive, and I thought, God, I thought that's what God wanted. I was also freelance hateful, not thinking God wanted that, but mainly, you know, I was not, God is not done changing me, but there, there is no other explanation. As, as I, I brought up before, I got an email when I was in Colorado from somebody who said, are you the Patrick Mead that was at this place? It was a long time ago, and I dread those emails. And I just wrote back, and yes, that's me. And they wrote back, and basically, it's what the boop, 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 boop happened to you because I wasn't like them anymore. And I had to write back, Jesus did. I had a doctor once look at me and said, you know, I look over your record, I see some damage done, and I see how it was done, and then I see you sitting there, and you're, you're, and you're kind, and, and he says, 
what happened to you? And I said, Jesus. And he immediately froze up a bit, because although he was my friend, he's an Orthodox Jew. And now I know that back then, certain chemicals had released to protect him from changing. That's what happens, to protect us from changing. The only way to get past that is with the Holy Spirit. I think we need to be far more involved with prayer, far less involved with fear. Fear is killing us. It is. Why don't we evangelize? Fear, rejection. Well, we, we put other, well, people don't want to hear that now. That's the chemicals telling us, don't even try. We're, we need to get past our fear, and we need to invite the Holy Spirit into us. Plus, I think another reason is we've settled for, for doing the right ritual rather than being the right people. Does that make sense? Do I need to expand? I do not believe the transformation will take place in my lifetime. If I'm honest, I don't believe it will take place during my grandson's lifetime. But I believe that it will. I believe that Jesus will be known everywhere. I believe it's our job just to do our job. Advance the story. Now, I know, like I said, it sounds very impractical. I think everything about Christianity sounds impractical. But it's true. Any other questions? By the way, the cultures. I'm aware of the cultures, and we can go back to the culture question if you'd like. Yes, sir. And yes, let's address that. Sure, I got it. Let's talk, because you've raised two things. One, let's do the last one first. And by the way, those people listening online, I'm just not going to repeat everything, because some of these questions are going to be long and involved, and some of them are kind of private. And so I'm not repeating the questions, but we will address the issues. Is that fair? Uh, so those online just need to be comfortable with silences. Read Ecclesiastes, uh, be comfortable with silence. Um, the second thing first, the book of Romans, we, we don't really talk about this much unless you study Romans deals a great deal with the fact that there are many who do not have the law who live as if they do have the law far better than those that have the law. And it talks about that they are 
God recognizes them living their, their morality that he teaches even though they don't know him. I've met atheists before that were some of the nicest people you ever met. I've also met some that were the nastiest people I've ever met. So let's not, I, no, no brush can brush, you know, let's not do that. Just be aware, we cannot paint Muslims are like this any more than we can say white people are like this or English people are like this. As much as you like to lump, lumping doesn't work when it comes to human beings. The second thing, um, when Muslims talk to me about, when, when Muslim converts tell me why they became Muslim, one of the reasons, because it always shocks me, why did you walk away from whatever it was? Usually it's a nominal form of some Christianity. To this, they say it's because I went to churches and they dressed immodestly. They ate and drank immodestly. They supported vile Hollywood stars with their money, rock stars with their money. They make people like the Kardashians multimillionaires. They make these people and they tell every, they let their kids copy them and buy their stuff. And people there, I am shamed in the silence. I don't have an answer for that. And they say, that's what Christianity is. We're calling people to holiness. And that calling to holiness, by the way, there's a word for that, jihad. It means the struggle for discipline. It doesn't mean war, although it can. The vast majority of times the word appears in Islamic literature, it means self-discipline. And the idea is we don't do that. In which case, they're doing the same thing Orthodox Jews do when they dress, or the Amish, when they dress in a particular way. Uh, or the Mennonites. By the way, we and the Mennonites come from the same tree, the Anabaptist tree, uh, back in the Reformation. And we split a little bit over the uh, accepting more modernity and not being pacifist. They, they went the pacifist route. And so uh, that's, that's what we came from, the same root. Again, the Mennonites will look at you and say, why are you watching that on television? Why are you accepting that as normal? I think they have a point. Do they not have a point? They have a point. And therefore, a lot of the growth in Muslim converts is because Christians haven't been doing their job. Because we have allowed ourselves to copy too much what the world has done. Uh, so again, we're not guiltless. But I don't mean to beat anybody with a, 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 you know, a pickaxe today. We're, we're saved by grace. We understand that. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't care about these things. I think we should care. There was another hand. And I'm sorry. I, where was it? Did you have your hand up? They're pointing at you. So if you have a question, that would be great. Yes. What a wonderful question. Her, her question is, is there anything that culturally we should not do next week to give them offense? That's a brilliant and a sweet question. And I've always loved you, but you're my favorite now. <laughs> the answer is no. We want them to see who we are. Now, the one thing that concerns me, and so I'm, I'm inviting any of them who want to to come to the building on Wednesday morning, uh, I don't know that anybody's going to come yet. 
I'm still waiting to hear back so that I can show them this is the building. And my main point of concern is the communion. I don't want them to feel pointed out or embarrassed or not know what to do. So we're going to pass trays next week. We're not going to call to table so that they're sitting isolated. And I'm going to offer to them saying, if even passing the trays bothers you, you let us know and we'll tell our people and you won't touch them. But you need to know that in Christianity, things are not holy. You can touch them. It's people that are holy, in case you didn't know that. But if you feel awkward, we'll even put you up in a balcony. But we won't put you up in a balcony if that makes you feel like we are trying to hide you. So I'm saying, I don't know what to do with you here, so I'm going to let you make the call. That's the main reason I'm inviting them Wednesday. And then whoever comes, if anybody comes, I want to take them to lunch. Again, that's very important to them. They're going to feed us on Friday. I'll come here to feed the poor, then leave here to go to the mosque for them to feed me. Then I'll come back, and if there's, that's, I only work Sundays, but man, is the week busy. Um, again, I, one of the things I asked them when we were together uh, for the 48 hours intensive was, what do we do that offends you? And the response I got back from them was, really nothing, we understand. And then they asked me, what do we do that offends you? And I said, I'll let you know. And they did a couple things. They said a couple things. That, uh, that I, they, one of them was so excited that, uh, according to demographically, that uh, Islam will be the biggest religion in America by, I forget the number, the date. Actually, the dates don't matter because they're all done on extrapolation. But let's say 2050. And they were, he was very excited. And I said, and you need to know? That doesn't make me happy. And he was shocked. And I said, let me explain why. But he was not hurt that I explained why. They understand we're from two different cultures. So it's all right. Um, but I, lo I love the question. And I think always asking that question is, is a valuable question. Uh, others? Yes, I'm sorry. To us, oh, oh, visiting a mosque? Absolutely. In fact, we're, they're very open for us visiting the mosque. Could not have made that plainer any time. In fact, uh, Mark Street, one of our shepherds here, has visited, and, and they, they welcome with joy when you come. And on Friday, I specifically asked, because again, I don't know. Uh, I know that in most mosques that I've seen on television, I've never been in one. I've been in a lot of Jewish temples. Jewish synagogues, rather. Um, I they call it temple, but it's really a synagogue. I've been in those. Uh, I've not been in a mosque. This will be my first time. And I said, are women invited? And he came back like, well, of course they are. And we would love to eat with them. Once again, my assumptions were not correct. And so that, that's on Friday. And I'm, if you are interested in joining that group, you just let me know. And I'll send you the information when I get it. Was there another? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, he enlightened me rather brutally. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I do.
I do. And let me explain why. And I know that's shocking to some. There are a whole lot of Muslims that have already died for this country wearing the uniform and, and serve faithfully. There are others who have given their lives to the community as doctors and nurses and professors and such. The re question really comes down to believing in what we have been called, told as Sharia law. So let's talk about Sharia law, all right? There is no book of Sharia law. Sharia law is, is very, very equivalent to what we would call in, in American parlance, English common law. In an English court, they will refer to the Constitution repeatedly. There is no written Constitution. When they refer to the Constitution, in England, in, in Britain, when they refer to the Constitution, they are referring to the body of tradition and law. Therefore, every judge has to sort through it and make his own or her own determination according to the common law. Now, in America, you've got a Constitution and a Bill of Rights that you can uh, pay attention to or not according to who's involved there. And I'm aware that that happens as well. But by the way, that's one of the main reasons we live in America, is I wanted my kids to be under a written Constitution and Bill of Rights, not an assumed one that could be changed. It, it gives a lot more consistency to, to life, frankly. Anyway, that said, I asked them pointedly about Sharia law, and the imam, uh, who's the top imam of, um, of Nashville, he used to be the top imam in Murfreesboro, and I was not here at the time, but evidently there was a time where Murfreesboro kind of blew up doing protest against them, marching against them and such. He was there during that time. So his view of Christians has been kind of skewed by that. However, now he's, he's, he's starting to get a sense of humor about it, which I've, I found endearing and I appreciate it. Uh, but anyway, he, um, talking about Sharia law, said, I hate it when people mention Sharia law. He says, there is no Sharia law. It just means our tradition. And I said, so you're not trying to take over our courts to make sure our women wear a burqa. He says, my wife doesn't wear a burqa. Uh, he says, no. He says, I am aware that in some countries, the judges have taken over. When I say judge, he would not say that term. He would say imam. The, because the religious leaders are the legal leaders in that system. And he said, they have run their little fiefdoms and said, this is like in Saudi Arabia. Women can't drive. Are, you are aware that there's nothing in Islam, not, not in Quran or the Hadith, that says women can't drive. There were no cars, for one. But let's be honest, they had carts. There was none of that. Or that she must be covered with a veil. None of that's in there. That's all added in certain areas. Most Muslim people you meet, you won't even know they're Muslim because most of them don't feel the need to cover and wear odd clothes, odd to us, understood. You know, you come to Scotland, you'll think a kilt is odd. I get that. So there is, is there a movement to enforce Islamic tradition as law in America? Yes, but it is only in the minds of people that have no power to do it. People like who are running areas of Pakistan or bits of Bangladesh, not so much, bits of India, bits of Qatar. Uh, uh, used to be Qatar, but now we pronounce it Qatar. For some reason, we all agreed one night and nobody called me. Um, we, again, there are some who would like that. 
the vast majority of Muslims have no interest in that and haven't asked for it, which is a shame because here's what's happening with white society, white Western society. And I'm going to give an illustration. I was talking in Texas to a group of about 4,000 teens, and I referred to when I was a boy playing cowboys and Indians, and we would fight over who would be a cowboy and who would be an Indian. A young lady came up to me very hurt. She was white. Didn't have a drop of Native American blood in her. But she was offended on behalf of the Native Americans that I used the word Indian, and that's very insulting to Indians. And I looked at her and I said, how many Native Americans do you know? She goes, well, I, I, I said, I know a lot. At that time, I lived in Colorado. I said, we have Sioux and Navajo who come to our congregation. I have worked with them in many places. I have never met an Indian who wanted to be called Native American, ever. I'm sure they're, they're out there, but every single one I've ever met, even most of them on television, and there's a show on Vice, which is a network, where Native Americans talk about their issues, they never use the term Native Americans. They'll call themselves Indians. There's a problem we tend to feel the need to be offended on behalf of a third party all the time. Well, you can't say that. That might hurt the people that aren't here. Therefore, we have judges and political leaders who are thinking, we should consider Sharia law so we don't hurt people's feelings, when those people would not be hurt by dropping that. They have no interest in pushing it. It's not them pushing it. It's our own people pushing this on us. Uh, I would recommend going through back issues of foreign affairs, which is dead dry if you don't like it. It's a, it's a, it's a magazine about that thick. It comes out every, every month, or I think it's every two months, um, where they talk about it and we talk about it, and it's, it's argued out. They're saying, that's not what we're asking. In Oklahoma, they've made a state law that no Sharia law can be factored into the, okay, that's all right, but you may as well make a law that in Oklahoma we don't allow hurricanes. It's not an issue. Just go by the Constitution and Bill of Rights. You've already got that. We're not done arguing this. This is going to happen for a few generations, but you need to know the people that you meet on the street aren't trying to get you to be forced to be like them. I've never met one that has yet. I've not met every Muslim, but the, one I've, the ones I've met um, tend to be extra kind knowing what I have seen on television. They want to disabuse us of that. Now, I did ask, I have one lady who um, sent me an email that asked, are we going to search these people? That she really did because she was afraid. And I res responded back, no, we're not. I said, we don't search anybody. And this is Tennessee. I assume there are a lot of weapons in the room because you can't, it's Tennessee. I think when you're born, you're issued a firearm. Amen. <laughs> and therefore, uh, no, no. But uh, even, let's say, let's, let's go crazy and say 20 Muslims came next week. I don't expect anything like that. We'll see what God does. 20, wow. The ratio of Christian to Muslim in this room would still be skewed from what it would be if you walked through Cool Springs Galleria. Do you still shop? 
Yeah. And the ones coming here have been vetted because we've met with them. We know their names. We know their, these are people that have spent their lives and their reputation is one of peace and community. So I'm not afraid. I don't think you should, fear doesn't help anybody. I've had people say, you know, it's good to be a little afraid. I don't think so. I just, I've just never felt that's helped me at all. I've never looked at my wife and said, I'm terrified. That's probably a good sign. I just don't see that. But if you are afraid, by the way, if God didn't wire you like he wired me, first of all, fall on your knees, say thank you to Jesus. I want you to know that I don't want you to feel ashamed for how you feel. But I also don't want you to feel that way in private. Share it. Let us help you. We carry each other. That's what we do. Any other questions? Yes, sir. Ooh, excellent question. Is this a first step for love and understanding, cultural peace, or is it a first step for evangelical outreach? Yes, for the first. It is absolutely coexistence at this point. The second is dependent upon the first. I don't believe we're going to have any power of evangelism over these folk until they learn to love us, until they learn to trust us. As my father told me years ago, he said, we either meet over the Bible and bread or we meet over bombs and bayonets. And he was not talking about Muslims at that time. That was not the threat. The threat was communists, the Soviet Union. He said, but Archie, he said, you will meet the enemy, but you will either meet them over bread or bayonets. I have quoted that so often, and my son quotes it as well. You really have a choice. The road that my son lives on, uh, Auburn, for those of you that know that area, has within a mile of his house an Islamic center, a major mosque, a, um, oh, I forgot the name of it. What, what do the uh, Hindus call their... A, there's a Sikh temple, but there's also a Hindu something, Bhagwagana or something. They're all within a mile of his house and then just north of Detroit. So do you feel afraid? Well, first of all, asking a six-foot-five Marine if he's... You know, that doesn't... Do you, but he has a wife who's about this tall, and he has a three-year-old and another one about to be born. No? No, but you got to get to know them. Um, in our fellowship, I'm trying to think, John Barton, who's a professor now at Pepperdine, he was at Rochester College where we were up in, uh, we weren't at the college, our church was next door to it. Um, I know he has done a great deal of outreach to them. Josh Graves has. And I believe that the friendship can become evangelism. Think of it this way. He said, opening another can of worms. A few generations ago, interracial marriage was looked upon as, what? Most places it's not looked upon that way today. Nor should it be. Well, how did the attitude change? We started living beside each other. Once we stopped the segregation, we met each other 
we got to know each other, and eventually we fell in love with each other. I tell, I've told my kids a long time ago, I said, if the world lives long enough, everybody's going to be a nice mid-brown because we're just, that's all going to fall away. We will not be able to convert these people until we live and work among them. By the way, I also have to tell you this. Recently, my wife and I on Netflix um, watched Selma, good movie, and then Hidden Figures, an amazing fig movie. After watching that, went down to get a snack, and my wife, I forget what you call it now, side by side, I think it was called, uh, got Bluebell ice cream, half of it's white and half of it's chocolate, and I went, well, this just seems to be completely opposed to what we just... <laughs> I said, and I really feel bad because we've taken more vanilla than chocolate. And I, I feel like we've, we've just, we're not living up to our standards here. And then she gives me what she claims are Skittles, and I wake up three hours later. But the point, the point is, I think evangelism is going to have to wait until friendship comes. When I was a boy, it worked. You could knock on doors and say, our church is over here. Here's our brochure. We're going to have a meeting. We'd like to have a Bible study with you. And one out of every several hundred doors would say, okay, do you remember knocking on doors? Doesn't work now, does it? It does not work. Um, now, whenever somebody from a religion knocks on my door, they're almost like the little kids that are forced to sell things for their school. It's like, you don't want to buy a candle, do you? <laughs> I'm going, wow, you're psychic. I don't. That's amazing. <laughs> You know, what am I thinking now? But it, they'll come up and go, well, you probably already have a church and you already know Jesus or don't like him or any of that, but I guess there's a brochure if you want to read. I'll just take it with me. You know, and, and it just, it doesn't work so much anymore because people are no longer convinced to follow a religion or politics by the weight of your argument. You can no longer debate somebody into heaven. It has to be a relationship. We have left the modern world and we're leaving the postmodern world and we're becoming something else. And that, that and, um, when I was a boy, I saw some people baptized because they lost an argument. They ran out of reasons not to be, so, all right, you got me. Today, that doesn't happen, does it? Why is it we don't do emotion packed invitation songs? Because I don't want you to make a decision in two minutes and out of guilt or to make us stop singing just as I am. I want you to really think about and make a decision. I want to follow Jesus. How do I do that? All right, here's how. You see, you see what I'm saying? So to answer your, uh, I think I've answered your question. Um, I believe in understanding far more than I, rather far before you can start the evangelism. Do you remember one of the phrases I've taught you many times? Love people till they ask you why. Then tell them about Jesus. If you start with Jesus, it shuts it down. It does, because people, those chemicals fire. We've been trained to fight anything we're going to change. If you want to be left alone in an airport, wear a T-shirt. Ask me about Jesus. That'll shut it down. People will avoid you. Carry a family edition Bible. Some tracks sticking in there. They won't talk to you. But if you love them, and you then you talk to them about Jesus, they'll talk to you because now you're a friend. The first day, I was not their friend. But when I treated them with grace, 
and kindness and sat there quietly as they said what they said, they learned to trust me enough to where they could ask me a question and I would respond without saying see, but just say, you know, when Jesus said that or Jesus was asked that, this is what he did. And just was very quiet and stated the facts. The next thing I know, they're around me asking more questions. And now, a couple of them I would even call friends. Not to the point where we hang out a lot. That's We're working on that. By the way, they're kind of afraid to be seen with us, too. They have friends and peers that judge them. Isn't life messy? No wonder half of my prayers in the last couple of years, especially this year, it's been a difficult year in some ways, have started off by saying, God, it's hard down here. Don't forget, it's hard down here. Anything else? Oh, there is something. Yes, I'm sorry. You're, you're in the dark to me. I'm under bright, bright lights. If you could say it, maybe somebody could relay it if I can't hear it. Our, oh, uh, I'm loving these. I keep saying I love these questions. That's not, an autumn, that's not giving me a chance to think. I really wasn't expecting much because I thought this is a lousy forum but I wanted to offer it. She's asking, are they open to discussing and sharing their faith? Oh, yes. If you say, tell me why you believe what you believe, or tell me about Muhammad, some of them will light up. Now, some of them are more reserved. They're like Christians. They, they're all flavors. We're all Baskin-Robbins, you know, but some of them will really light up. I had one, one guy, we had, a, we had an Ibrahim Yusuf, and then we had a Yusuf Ibrahim, and I forget which one this one was but he was just convinced that his joy was going to, to win me over. Uh, he then found out I'm Scottish and gave up on the concept of joy. But, <laughs> but, but uh, as we left, he even gave me a hug. You know, I walked his, and I helped him carry his case to his car because he was hurting a little bit. That kind of threw him a bit. But again, he's just so excited about his faith, he couldn't help it. So I let him tell his story. Sure, I want to hear. I don't think Christians need to be afraid of truth. So tell me your story. If it's true, we'll deal with it. If it isn't, we won't. I didn't used to believe what I believe now. How did I learn it? The Holy Spirit, through the grace of God, put the right people at the right times in my life. So I'm not afraid to learn. Talk to me. When the Marines sorted me out, and by the way, Marines don't do that gently. <clears throat> I will never say what I said again. Um, I learned something, and so I'm grateful for it. I never, I, I just, I cannot see me ever embracing their religion, but I don't mind hearing it and showing them respect. Because they are created by God. He loves them as much as he loves us. Right? Jesus hung on a cross as much for them as he did for us. Let us never forget that and think that we are better. And let us also admit that Western culture has opened up the door to this. By not being moral. By not living justly. By mistreating African Americans the way we did by mistreating everybody else. I mean, the British have a great record. They, they, they mistreated everybody. 
and I'm saying that because I'm one of them and I can say it. Man, there, wasn't, there wasn't a country we went to that we said, right, right, lads, you're doing lovely. Just stay with this. We're going, nope, nope. Everything must change. Bow, bow toward us. Uh, Charles Darwin thought that evolution ended with the English male as the highest of all beings. Oddly enough, he was an English male. What are the odds? We always think that we are the best. Watch out. Watch out. All right, it is time for us to stop because the kids are going to be turned loose.